Hey everyone, Doss here. Just wanted to quickly jump on before we get stuck into episode 24 of the Doss and D show. And on that note, I just wanted to express some gratitude and some thanks to every single one of you. Uh, whether you've listened to one episode, 10 episodes, half of an episode, or all the episodes, we're both just so thankful to, to all of you. And, you know, from the feedback we've been given um, from quite a few people, you know, it's so great to hear that you guys are getting a lot out of you know our conversations because Dean and, and I we're just we're loving doing it we're having so much fun and we're getting it getting so much out of it ourselves you know we are just after each show we we look at each other and go gee this has really helped us so thank you to every single one of you today marks a very very exciting point I guess in the Doss and D show uh, we actually got to sit down today with our very first guest uh, the founder of Legacy Ludicrous and Clean Five. Uh, his name's Chris Delmo, and Chris is someone who both Dee and myself have looked up to probably from afar. Um, you know, Chris has started his own business at such a young age, and being down here on the peninsula, watching someone do what he's done, um, starting up his own gym, his own brand essentially, um, and followed his passion, taken a risk, and made it a career out of it. Um, so we really dived into so many things, health and fit and overall wellness, so there's plenty of tips and, and tricks that he's shared for anyone that's new I guess to to fitness or the gym you know you could get a lot out of that balance you know the importance of balance which I think relates to a lot of us you know how it's important to still enjoy yourself on the weekend not too much but it's okay to you shouldn't feel guilty we tackle body image and I guess what stops so many people from even stepping foot in a gym we pick his brain on what it takes to start a business at such a young age the ins and outs you know the hard times the great times what is it like running a business in your mid-20s and the biggest thing that I know I got out of it was how he blocked out the naysayers, those people that told him that maybe he's a bit too young to jump into something like this, go and do something safe, get some experience under your belt, then maybe tackle it later on. But hearing how he did it and how he got through that and how he stuck to his guns and went after what he wanted, uh, I know it's very admirable now to look at what he's what he's created, what he's achieved. And Guys, I think you're going to really enjoy this chat. I know we both did, and looking forward to, to hearing your feedback and hearing your thoughts on, on it. So, enjoy. Welcome to the Doss and D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy, and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real-life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs, and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. D, episode 24, how are you feeling, mate? Mate, I'm feeling good in a new environment today. Yeah, mate, new, very new environment. It's actually our very first, well, I think what we've spoken about, we've always wanted to do it, an interview. We haven't done one in person yet, but... You want to share with everyone, I guess, the excitement of today? I do, mate. We're sitting across from Chris Delmo, who's a founder of Legacy, Clean 5, and Ludacris. I got that right, didn't I? Yep, yep. Got that all right. So we're very excited to, to speak to Chris and hear his story. But before we get too far into it, Doss, do you want to just... Address what's... What's happening. Yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll be straight... Well, firstly, thanks for having us, Chris, yeah, no, in the, no in the gym. We're very excited to be in the gym. But yeah, let's just address the elephant in the room. Uh, it's actually nice to see you two days in a row, mate. Um, surprisingly, if anyone else is wondering, uh, we actually sat through probably 45 minutes of an interview yesterday afternoon at my place. Chris was lovely enough to come down and have a bit of a chat with us and um, got 
you know, probably 40 minutes in and I just said to the boys, uh, fellas, it's not recording. <laughs> good test run. It was a good test run. <laughs> yeah, we, we decided to sit outside in the sun and that didn't work too well with the laptop and it overheated and Dee actually even said to me, Doss, have you checked? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine, it's working, it's working. And I should have checked because I just assumed and... Uh, but we're very grateful that Chris, or you know, we've brought a slab uh, to say thank you. <laughs> you know, we had, had to repay him somehow. Forcing me to drink these boys. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, mate, we're super, super excited to have you on the podcast. We had we had a great conversation yesterday, so I'm looking forward to, to having another good one today. Well, yeah, for sure, mate. And look, we're in this we're in this gym behind me, which is very, very nice. So, Chris, how about we start with how did you get to this point of owning Legacy? Um, I suppose yesterday we talked a little bit about it, but just your story of getting to this point yep um all right so i guess started in the gym when i was about 17 um me and my mate marshy just did a six-week kind of coupon deal at anytime fitness and basically that that sprouted the love of health and fitness uh saw some really good results early that kind of got me excited about learning the whys of i guess training and nutrition uh so i didn't actually first want to study for exercise science. I went to engineering and then uh, didn't really enjoy that much. So I started to move uh, back into a more kind of uh, nutritional side of things. So I guess uh, doing the supplements back in the day, that really piqued my interest as to uh, how they were made and how they produced, things like that. But then I, I started to move further into the dietetics path uh, and eventually decided, no, I want to couple the nutrition with the exercise science and did my masters in that way instead. So that, that kind of um, came alongside my transition from uh, personal trainer. So I, I, I did that at a couple of other gyms down the road in Somerville. Uh, a couple of mates of mine, uh, Mitch and Sam, were nice enough to let me start training there. Uh, started to find that that kind of environment didn't suit the way I wanted to do things. And so I started to look to get my own space. And basically that's evolved into what we have here. So, mate, you've kind of touched on a bit there on how it all began, but I know what me and Dee are both really keen on is, you know, tackling, like, the health and fitness and your passion for that, whilst the business side of things and, and the growth around, you know, where you've gone from studying and working out what it is you wanted to do. But um, do you want to kind of... What I really love hearing and what I loved hearing yesterday was where the passion for, I guess, health and fitness kind of started, you know, from 16, 17. Was it aesthetics? Was it, you know, trying to look good? Was it... <laughs> eating just you liked eating good food what was it that started it uh so I, I really think i got in to uh the gym almost accidentally at the very start because i did want to i actually wanted to do kickboxing at the time when i was about that age but uh the membership was a little bit too expensive for me to start off with uh at that age so i decided oh no i'll go to any time and i'll do that instead uh, and then, as, yeah, as we were discussing yesterday, I kind of saw some really good results early on in terms of putting on a lot of weight, uh, following a bit of a structured diet and training plan that I knew absolutely nothing about, but I just followed it for 12 weeks and put on about eight kilos and I really wanted to understand why that was happening and, and that really got me hooked. And I think um, that really leads to the consistency that people find in their training is seeing some results first. I, th I think... Seeing the results uh, helps to really sustain that love of going to the gym. For sure. Yeah, when, when you can notice a bit of progress, like when you're done, that's, that's you know, half the struggle. Yeah. Because, you know, that, that consistency people. of trying to go every day and eat, eating all, you yeah. know, if you're trying to add on mass. Yeah. Um, 
what was the goal? Was it to was it to get big or was it to you know? Yeah, I think, I think definitely yeah. at first was to put on muscle. Yeah. Uh, I'd grown up, I think we're all yeah, the same. Awesome. Big WWE fans. Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I'm glad you addressed that. I love that. So, yeah. so I like I was always from a young age. I want to look around your yeah. So yeah. That was yeah. Like yeah. That yeah. Thing. I, I reckon he looks more a bit more like John Cena. Yeah. So I, I always wanted to kind of put on some size. So it was that first, but I did find that uh, putting on a little bit of muscle helped with the footy, um, mm. helped obviously work with the girls, helped yep. with um, oh, just everything, just work ethic, yep. I guess, um, yep. and, and just confidence mm. as well, So we, which is a huge one, I think, as part of, part of strength training. So at what point do you then move into, I actually want to work in this industry? This is something I want to actually... Yeah, well, I, I started, I probably started with a few people asking me what I did at the yeah. start um, to get some results. Uh, and I started to try and help people with the, with the nutrition side of things first. So um, I just kind of basically told people what I did. And I think mm. that's how a lot of people do kind of get into uh, this kind of field. And so I, I've always been pretty curious. So I did want to learn actually why it worked for me. But at the start, it was pretty much just cookie cutter this is what I did. Let's see what works for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and slowly, I, I got to work with a fair few people, which, and I think that experience in itself led me to learning a lot more. So having a lot of friends that were willing to do what I said at mm. the start helped me to learn very, very quickly. Um, and and from there, yeah, there, there was a lot of interest. I, I did uh, read, read a lot of articles. Um, not always the most beneficial articles. Yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of misinformation there, but uh, it helped me kind of get different views from from nutrition to training and everything along those lines yeah for sure you've gone from having that passion building muscle um you know like you mentioned the wwe i'm the same you know we both hit the gym and for me it's about you know well for one looking good and feeling good and confidence and as you grow that you know obviously increases but um you've gone from that to now owning a gym and in that progression as well you've actually you started your own supplement line too and you gave that a go Yep. You want to talk a little bit about Ludacris and, and where that began? Yeah, so yeah, we started off um, uh, from a business standpoint actually trying to do the supplements. So we started a bit of a protein line uh, and that was fine, it was good, uh, but it turned out we needed to make a lot bigger orders than I could probably afford at that time and yep. uh, that was a big learning curve. How, to, old, how old were you then? 18, 19? So very young, yeah, very, very young. Me and Will yeah. Shields kind yep. of were doing that together. Um, but yeah, we found that the investment needed to kind of make it work uh, was a little bit out of our budget and a lot of these big companies kind of have some big contracts with a lot of the uh, cheese yep. cheese factories and things like that. Uh, but it was a great learning experience to kind of know one, how to start up a business, how to, uh, to even just getting an ABN and things like that. What, what, what was the uh, most popular flavour of the project? Chocolate. Uh, chocolate. Cho- we, we only had chocolate. Did you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, and there's still our biggest sellers here, so yeah, there you go. using VPA. Um, but yeah, so we started that. We probably did that for a year or so, and then uh, probably thought, oh, no, this probably isn't going to work long yeah. term. And with our study and everything like that, we, we decided, oh, we'll pull the pin. But I think that gave me a bit of a taste of business and uh, having that that drive to want to do something myself, build something myself. Mm. So are you PTing at the time? Not then, no, no. no. So that was before, even before that. Uh, So I started doing nutrition for a lot of people just online um, and out of peak physique. And then from there, I started training some people through peak and anytime, just doing some one-on-ones and uh, 
uh, small group classes. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of adapted that at peak. So I was just kind of setting a time frame um, for all my trading boys in Yarbo to just come in and train. Um, basically, I'd be there for four or five hours. And I said, when you can get here, get here and I'll be able to coach you through it. Uh, and that kind of got a little bit disruptive in that kind of gym environment. So that's mm. when I decided, yeah, I want to move to a new space. And that's essentially what your gym is here too. It's like tackling probably a market or an area that I guess more a commercial gym, you know, you, you don't have that personal touch or I guess that one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. So what we try and do is give people enough support or some, the support they need. So we always have a coach here on the floor, but people have the freedom to be able to come whenever they can get here. So... Um, it's not a time slot type gym. Uh, it's more a 24-7 kind of, you can come, or we, we do have set hours, but you can come whenever you can get here, but you're always going to have the coach here if you need them. And you're going to have the person to show you through the exercise you're doing. Uh, everyone here follows programs, so mm-hmm. we don't. it's not just come in and do what you want and then you can get some help. It's here's the program, we take you through it, make sure you know everything you're doing. And then if you have any questions on top of that, you've got the coach there to supervise yeah. and look around and give you the hand you need. So does that separate you from other 24-7 style gyms? So we were talking yesterday, so I've always had, I've been a member of 24-7 gyms. It's always seemed to work for me. But one thing I've noticed are the PTs there, I'm not disrespecting anyone, but they often are a little bit, say, out of shape. And I know yeah. and it's not the type of person I would aspire to be. Yeah. Having said that, I know a lot of people that are starting at gyms feel intimidated that mm. in my mind would be the number one barrier for not actually starting yeah is that something you find that people really value being a member of legacy what we see is that yeah people don't want to pay the massive price tag of a personal trainer but they still want to get support and i think having someone there that they can always talk to always go to to make sure that they don't feel like they're looking stupid or they're not doing the wrong thing uh gives them a lot of confidence in itself uh i think also have an environment where there's someone controlling the entire group. So there's not people just going, oh, oh sorry, mate, I'm using that. Mm. There's a coach here that's actually directing people, okay, you're going to be here, you're over there. Okay, you can work in with this person. It allows you to kind of fit in that environment a lot better. We try and kind of make sure people do fit in the way we do things. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of introduce them, make sure like, even something as simple as, oh, it's your first time, you're going to be bench pressing, someone over there is already bench pressing, working them in. So one, mm. they meet someone, but two, they realise that it's not, oh, they're using that, I can't use that. It's that's really go, good. Go, yeah, go, up yeah. and go up and talk to them. About, oh, oh, do you mind if I jump in? And that's literally how our gym yeah. works. That's they're great, yeah. Not, probably, probably, like there's a few people that come here that know each other, but most know each other from the gym. So mm. they're usually a friend of a friend, that's the reason they sign up. But then eventually it just becomes, it's just one big group where people yeah. are kind of interconnected. Yeah. yeah which, you, which we find really beneficial as well. It's awesome. Um, what about, so like, Dee touched on, you've started to clean five with Andy. Um, you know, I know he's a close friend and business partner of yours. Talk about the clean five, and I know like it correlates and connects with legacy, but I know you're big on balance and lifestyle balance. Yep, yep. So we started that because we thought that there's kind of two extremes in the diet world. So there's people that don't diet and don't really have a lot of information about what, what to eat or, or um, knowledge about what to eat. Uh, and then there's people that go to full-on extremes and they refuse to eat out, uh, they can't have sauces on their chicken breasts yeah. and veggies, uh, and there's no real understanding that you can have a very good physique without having to go to that extreme. So we kind of see what top level, say, bodybuilders are doing, 
but we don't see what people who, just general public people who look really good, what they actually eat. And so what we wanted to do was show people that, um, because that's what we do, like a lot of our members here fit this kind of, um, uh, fit this structure is that they'll, for Monday to Friday, they'll eat really well, they train every day. Mm. Saturday and Sunday, they'll probably go out and get on the piss every Saturday night yeah, for yeah. most people. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just got his hand up. Um, and, and have a few bad meals in the process yeah. as well. And they, they still look good. And yeah. They still function really well. So what we wanted to do was kind of provide the framework of what we've seen work in terms of being able to maintain a good physique, but not have to throw your friends in the bin and do nothing. Yeah, so, your social life. Yeah. So we, we tried to... Um, so so Clean Five's an app. Yeah, yeah, so that's an app, um, and what we've done with that app is we've built a lot of recipes, so basically meal prep recipes, but recipes that you want to actually eat, so um, yeah, and, and taste is a big component for us about helping people actually maintain a long-term diet, uh, so what we do is, yeah, we've got some, some meal prep recipes on there, we show people basically how to set out their day with their food, and then we've got a bunch of programs that are only Monday to Friday on there, so it's not training on the weekend, it's just Monday to Friday. So you focus on getting your structure there, mm. and then don't don't worry too much about the weekend. We still we kind of try and tell people, don't go out and just purposely eat poorly. Yeah. But have freedom. Have freedom. Don't stress about eating eating something bad here and there. And yeah. it's not going to affect your performance if you're playing footy or or, or cricket or any sport. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We we think that if you can get five out of seven days perfect, and then uh, say you get Saturday and Sunday okay, yeah, you're going to be in the top five percent. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, how about you? We love this question. How about you talk us through your an average day for you, food wise and exercise wise. Yep. Cool. So uh, I'll always start the morning with coffee. Um, I'm cappuccino man. Uh, So I'll always start with coffee, and then depending what I'm going to do in the morning. So if I have um, PT straight away, then I'll come in here. uh, I'll do that. I might train, or I might have a protein bar as well somewhere in there. Um, but if I do train, I'll have that post-workout. If I don't train, I'll go home and have my eggs on toast uh, every every day. Take the dogs for a walk. Uh, lunch, oh, I was talking about this yesterday. Yeah, so we were talking about this yeah. in the car on the way. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. We, we were so surprised. Yeah. 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 Convenience is massive for me, so I'll have a lot of frozen meals. So that's nearly every lunch. Um, there'll be one in the fridge, I guarantee <laughs> yeah. I'll go a meal in there. Um, and so for me, that's just an easy way to get my, say, 400, 500 calories. I get enough protein. Uh, but I don't have to worry about taking a substantial part of my day mm. out. So they're like kind of like the hours I like to spend doing my work on the computer. So yeah. I don't like to take up too much time with food there. Uh, then I'll have another either shake or protein bar, something along those lines, just a snack. Go home, have whatever the family dinner is usually. Yeah. So whether it's at my partner's house or at my house, it'll yeah. usually just be meat, veggies. A lot uh, of protein. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of protein. Uh, usually a fair bit of rice, potatoes, yeah. things like that. Um, I don't portion that at all. You don't weigh your food. You know? No, I'll, I'll eat. See, I love hearing that too because I think a lot of we we overcomplicate. And I'm one like yeah. counting my macros. I know it, you know it's scientifically yeah. proven. Yeah. If you count your macros yeah. and you can you know lean down or get the results you want, but you don't have to. And I think I think that like counting your calories is super important if you eat a lot of processed food. Mm. It's not as important if you eat a lot of whole foods. And the reason being, it's just the energy density in the food. It is so easy to overeat processed food. Mm. So if yeah. you're not counting and you're eating a lot of takeaway, a lot of really highly any energy dense foods, so like your, your chocolate bars, yeah. your yeah. um, we'll chips, and, and, yeah, chips everything. and everything like that, you can overeat them so easily. 
but try and overeat on potato. Good luck. It's like, it's yeah. like you just can't. Yeah, do it. You, you you will feel full before you've eaten too much. Mm. Have you ever followed a diet? I was listening to a podcast. Uh, John McKay, his name was John McKay. He's the founder of Whole Foods. He's talking about the Whole Foods diet. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on fad diets, for instance? I know that's not a fad diet, but... Yeah, so uh, fad diets always, will always come around because they offer people simple rules. for, And they basically uh, suggest that you can get the results that that person has achieved through making one simple change to your life. And I, th- I think that resonates with a lot of people in terms of the simplicity of doing it. Mm. So if you look at keto, no carbs... Uh, we look at carnivore, you only eat meat, yeah. very simple. Uh, you got your vegan diets, no meat as well. Um, what else have we got? We've got um, fasting. fasting, nice and simple. You've got a 16-8. You've got your eight hours where you eat, 16 hours that you don't. No restrictions on what you eat in the eight hours, mm. very simple. Uh, but the one thing that they're having all in common is calorie restriction. Um, yep. And I think a lot a lot of people will see results with those diets because of that calorie restriction but a lot of people won't because they'll still possibly mm. overeat i think that becomes frustrating then when you're promised kind of results based yeah. on doing this one change and then that doesn't happen mm. and you don't really understand why um why that's not happening for you yeah. individually so I, I i think it's i think people are better off and i think people are getting a lot better with this becoming more educated on the calories mm. and on like your protein intakes and things like that. But I know that is a lot more work than yeah. just going, okay, I'm not going to eat carbs anymore. So what, what are they, I know we talked about yesterday, what's the protein bar of choice? You know, yeah. what, do you, what do you like to eat? Uh, I've got my boxes of massage over Well, mate, so just before you go any further, I've got a little uh, <laughs> piece of free for you. So I might try and get a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Massage is yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I try and get a couple of those in, and again, like people are scared of even like they they look at a protein bar and they go, oh, it's it's got it's a lot of sugar in it, it's got chocolate on it, and it's like yeah, it does, but it's also got a lot of protein, which is going to keep you feeling full for a long time. Um, it's not going to the little bit of sugar in it, the little bit of chocolate is not going to kill you. Yeah, it's it's a one percent. Um, and what we try and do here, and what what I'm really focused on is helping people fill the big blocks. So Get, getting your calories right, getting your protein right, getting your training right. If you get those three things right, you're going to have really, really good success. Um, what's this? 1.7 grams of carbs in my protein bar is not going to do any harm. That's yeah. Yeah. something that should be negligible uh, in most people's diet. What about, um, like while we're on, I guess, the nutrition and training side before we jump into kind of business, but for someone that's, whether they're, you know, they've never stepped foot in a gym, they've never heard of a diet or a nutrition plan or anything like that, but they know they want to change their body. Yep. What is some advice for someone who might be a bit nervous to jump in a gym or a bit unsure on what calories are or yep. What, yep. What, what's some advice to start off? Yeah, I, I think the, the best thing you can do first off is to try and cook as much food as, as possible and try and stick to as many foods that are one ingredient. So uh, if you think if it's got one ingredient, it's fruit, nuts, meat, potatoes, rice, yep. things like that, simple. Um, the more we eat out, the less control we have over having whole foods and we're going to find we've got a lot more cooking oils. Uh, we're going to have a lot more, especially if we're getting fast food, where we're going to have some really energy dense food. So I think the first thing is making sure that you're eating at home a lot. Um, that's a good step, especially for the fat loss side of things. Uh, in terms of training, like beginners really do benefit from doing anything. Mm. Um, so if we're, if we're doing a lot of body weight stuff uh, at home, 
walking. I'm massive on walking um, for people. I think it's very underrated. Uh, the calorie expenditure between going for a walk for an hour and going for a jog for an hour is not that much different. Um, mm. It's definitely worth doing, especially if you're if you're a little bit worried about um, possible past injuries or anything like that. All you got to do is go for a walk. Start yeah. with that. Start get, get it's good your, advice. It's get, great advice. Get, get your energy levels up through something that one you will enjoy, um, and I, th- I think most people are pretty happy, content to go for a walk to Agreed. start off with, um, and use that as just a starting point. I like to try and find what can you do. What can you do consistently every day that can bring your energy expenditure up um, in terms of food? How can we bring it down a little bit with nice, simple rules? Uh, and if we can kind of build those to start off, I think you will start to see some results. And from there, like we were saying before, that's where the motivation comes from. Yeah. And you can start to um, bridge that into something a little more intensive than it be. I think a lot of people overcomplicate this stuff. Like I personally do. And like the simplicity is already sending out to me in the convenience side of things. Yeah. The frozen meal thing really surprised us both. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, I think it's, people need to hear that kind of stuff. Definitely. Is there anything though you'd say to a, to a beginner or somebody just studying, is there anything to avoid either food-wise or exercise-wise? Um, the, the one thing with probably with exercise first is just not trying to jump into too much too soon, especially on the weight side of things. Uh, the, like, you will get benefits from doing one day a week of weights. Yeah. Um, Two is going to be really good, especially if you're doing like a full body split. I think a lot of people think that, oh, this is what Steve Cook is doing. Yeah, that was me. Steve Cook was like my man. That's that's like five, five, six days of intense training. People go, oh, that's what it takes to get to there. But your body's not ready for that. Now, our bodies are very, very adaptive. So you give it the smallest stimulus, it's going to improve at the very start. As you get more and more advanced, you need a bigger stimulus. Mm. But it's it's literally step by step. And I think too many people try and dive in way too far up the staircase. Yeah. And they need to really start at the bottom. And and that can be a little bit disheartening as well, I think, because people go, oh, no, I can do more than that. Yeah. But really, it's a better option. It keeps I think it keeps people in the gym for longer because, one, they're not getting injured. But, two, they can see that progress. Yeah. So you don't have to yeah. go in and go, all right, six days. The next day, say... You're a bit tired and sore. You only do four, and you go, oh, I'm already falling off. Yeah. You start with two or three, and be consistent with that for a few weeks, and then build up from there. Um, I think I think that's the best way to do it on, on the training side. I think from a nutrition standpoint, um, but there's no really bad foods. So there's nothing that's gonna uh, there's nothing that's gonna kill you straight up. Like, yeah. But it's all it is moderation, and that's obviously very everyone hears that. Oh, mm-hmm. and eat it in small doses. Rah, rah, rah. I think the one thing that can give people issues with food is going too low, too quickly. So I think okay. people will will try and eat too little, and then they don't realise that their instinctual kind of hunger signals they're going to make you eat. Yeah. You're gonna. You're, yeah. you're, there's only so long that you can be hungry. Yeah. And you're gonna cave. Yeah. Everyone caves. Yeah. I don't care yeah. who you are. You're gonna cave if you're hungry. So what we need to do is find a way that okay, how can we make sure that you're not getting hungry? Oh, Everyone gets a little bit hungry, but not getting excessively hung, hungry throughout the day, but you're not going to overeat. And, yep. and that's an important thing that we always look at. I don't want someone to be on 1,500 calories, hating themselves, going, I'm hungry 24-7. When's this going to be over? Because that's not sustainable. Yeah, We need it to be sustainable amount of calories that you can do long-term for it to work. And, and on that, and this question, we probably I haven't like let you know or anything like that. We haven't pre-planned it. But like to you, like... It's about happiness overall. Yeah. Like, you know, to you, you love training. Yeah. You love eating good food. Um, 
to you? Like, what, what is your happiness? Like, you know, you, we live here on the peninsula. You probably could be off yeah. trying to make your way or your name in a big organisation or something like that. Like, to you, like, what's your form of happiness here? Yeah, it's probably a tough question. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, man. Like, no, nah, it is. Um, I, like, I like building things. Yeah. I, like, I like being with my friends a lot as well. I yeah. mean, that, that's a big one for me, having the time. Like, in here, I get to see most of my best mates every single day. Yeah, in the gym. Special, so, yeah. Which is... To me, like that through COVID, that killed me. Like I go from seeing everyone five days a week to not seeing them at all. Yeah, I was I was just twiddling my thumbs twenty four seven. But in terms of what makes me happy, I'll, like I think working hard enough that I'm satisfied with what I'm doing. So not in terms of just working for no reason, but um, putting in enough work towards the things I care about really makes me happy. So, um, and for one, that that is physical fitness. Yeah. It plays a big part for me. So, um, I definitely always want to feel strong. I want to feel fit. Um, I want to feel healthy. And, and so for me, like even something like your body fat percentage, I know when I feel healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell if I do put on a little bit of weight and I start to kind of jiggle a little bit, I'm kind of like, to me, I just don't feel healthy. So as much as, People go, oh, like that's about looks. It's more so about up here thinking, I'm not happy with the work I'm putting in yeah. to be here. Um, I think that's a bigger part for me. And then, uh, kind of, I, I always like sometimes I feel like I've got a bit of ADHD. I almost feel like I have to be doing something I all the time. That, yeah. uh, and I think in terms of the business side of things, I just enjoy building something new all the time. So I always like to try and be working on something new, whether it's within this business or having a look at possibly doing something else. But I always want to be keeping my mind busy and at least just keeping my body in a state that I'm, I'm comfortable mm. with. Just before we transition into business, just one question on body image. Yeah. So you being a business owner and a gym owner, have you ever encountered difficulty from people, judgment from people if you're not eating yeah. or seeing or... <laughs> Or drinking or whatever yeah, it may be. Hundred percent, and yeah, early, early on, um, when I started out, every time I go out, people were like, "Oh, you can't be drinking, yeah. or you can't be eating that." And until a point, I did. I was like, "Oh God, like I, I probably shouldn't see people out very often." Mm, yeah, um, because That's, people would go, yeah. "Oh, this this bloke's drinking all the time. He's eating crap. Why should I listen <laughs> yeah. to him?" Kind of thing. But uh, as as I got a little bit older, I, I started to realise, well, um, if I can do that and I can still stay in shape, well. It's almost like I can show people that that can be done. Motivated, so it's yeah. more so I can go out and be like, look, I can go out and have fun and I can still be fit. So yeah. why can't you? Come down. Come and do it. So, um, and that's kind of a bit of the culture I try and breed here. It's that it's not serious to the point of you have to eat perfect, you can't drink, you got to go out and be a role model citizen. Yeah. It's more so come in here and work hard, but you can still go have fun. Yeah, it's fine. And so it's almost like, I guess, that work hard, play hard kind of mentality. But we like to have fun while we're doing it as well. Love it. Hey, now to the business stuff, you know, uh, the stuff we love. Well, we love everything. But um, <laughs> how do you turn, I guess, a passion into, you know, a, a business? You know, you know, this is your life. You, you make a career out of doing what you love. You know, how, do you, how did you start there? Like, how do, you, how do you get to that, I guess, position? Because a lot of people struggle to turn their passion into, you know, a career. Yeah, I think um, positivity for one is a, is a big one, is that I, and sometimes to my detriment, I never really think about what could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely a, oh, this is the best idea ever, I'm going to go with this. Um, and so in terms of getting started, that helped a lot. Mm. Um, and I think having 
knowing that people around you are going to support you as well is, is very important. Like I, I knew that I had a good bunch of mates that wanted to come and train with me and were willing to pay the money to come and train, uh, which, which gave me the confidence that I, I could possibly provide this to other people. If, mm. if my mates are willing to come and do it and they're, they're willing to come and pay for my service and I felt like I, I could make something of that. Um, and just probably having the confidence to take a few risks. I think I feel like almost like a, it's easy to say believe in yourself. And but if you if you feel like you can work hard enough to make it work, then I think you got to kind of have that belief in yourself. Mm. Like I, I never thought that th- I, I never thought that I'll let this not work. Um, and I think we we're discussing yesterday about how I, I feel like I'm good at if something's not working, I'll quickly change. I won't kind of. Um, beat the dead horse so I'll, mm. I'll really make sure that okay it's not working next thing yeah. and I won't kind of hold on to I guess my pride about oh that that was a terrible idea and I'm sure Andy will tell you a million times <laughs> I have some shocking ideas <laughs> and so he's always been a good help um, for me to just say oh I don't know I have had some good shoulders to lean on with, yeah. with ideas uh, in, especially for the business side of things I do ask my members a lot um, about what they think. Yeah. So if I will, I will actually ask them like, do you like this the way this works? Uh, now we're getting to a point where we're quite busy. Um, so I talk to them about is it too busy? So mm-hmm. how how if if it is mm-hmm. like what am I going to do in that in those circumstances and make sure that like in my clients are my boss really they they're the ones that pay me so I like to make sure that they're on board with whatever I'm going to do as well. That's a really good attitude. So, because I love what you just said about the positivity, taking risks, not thinking about what could go wrong, just jumping in. That's something mm. we're taking I, I would recommend planning a bit more than I do sometimes. <laughs> but but what, I find, what I feel is that most people never actually get to that stage of, all right, I'm going to take a risk, right? Yeah. So, we're all positive people here, but we're, I find I'm surrounded by a lot of negative people. Yeah. Did you yeah. have those negative people that said you can't do it, you shouldn't do it, this is what could go wrong, and mm. what, what do you say to those yeah, kind of people? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Like bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fr- it frustrating. Frustrating, yeah. I, I find, because I, people are always, when, when people think about, so when, when you say you're going to do something, people are always giving you advice on if they were going to do it. So yeah. they're, they're talking about, oh, I wouldn't do that because they don't think that they personally have the skills to be able to go and do mm, exactly. that thing. So I, I do sometimes find it hard to take negative advice from people um, unless they've done a very similar thing. Yeah. So if, if it's not someone that has, say, started a business, and, and I, I think this really helped me is that I had some friends' dads that gave me a lot of advice about starting up and gave me some really good advice. My, my dad was quite like, you sure? You really want to do that? And to, to the point where I was frustrated with him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, and, and that's probably coming out of far, from a father yeah, that loves yeah, you yeah, and he doesn't want you to you know, go through anything tough. 100%. And like, I, I think he just wanted to make sure that I was ready to go. But in my head, I'm like, stop being so negative. Like, like I want to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, that's always going to happen. But it, I, I find with... with, um, with with negative people, sometimes you've just got to well, one explain, um, but then but then sometimes take what they're saying, maybe take a little bit out of it um, from what they're saying, and, and make that a thought in the back of your head. But you've you've almost got to make sure you don't give it too much time, or else you start to kill your own dreams. I think. Yeah. <laughs> On going back to the parents, what were the parents thinking when you were bringing home some type of tub of 
powder. I thought you were going to say something. No, a bunch, bunch of protein. <laughs> the, 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 there's, there's all these tubs getting delivered to the door and you're putting labels on the thing. What's going on in Chris's room? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like... yeah. Um, oh, the, I, th- I think they kind of expected on me. I yeah. think I've kind of always been a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so they're always like, oh, I'm just always going to go and do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and and want to try new things and try and do everything myself as yeah. well. I think... Um, so they were just like, all right, well, your money, you do what you want to do. Yeah. You, get, you get, yeah. give it a go. Uh, Mum used to help me put the labels on the tub. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So um, she, she's always been fine. And um, they, they lent me money to start this. They, they gave, gave me money. Like, I, I've paid them back now, but I'll always be very thankful for the fact that they gave me a loan, uh, like, or put it on the mortgage for me to be able to build this. That's, mm-hmm. that's So really they, good, they yeah. have the parents to put the trust in you like that to... It give you a decent sum of money yeah, to go and get the equipment with the thought that it, like, it could possibly not work. Is um, that nerve-wracking? To me, it wasn't. Oh, that's um, good. So, <laughs> so to, to, me, to, to me, I, I was... Chris is thinking, I'm going to gym to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I always thought my, my yeah. mindset was that if it doesn't work, I can go work somewhere else. I can go yeah. work a nine-to-five and yeah. I can pay this money off eventually. Yeah. So, it, and I, I think we're, we're in a good position. I guess we're on the same... Um, we, we live in Australia we live here we've got good friendship networks we've got good family networks you're not going to fall on the streets yeah. and I think that makes it a lot more comfortable to take a risk knowing that you're not going to it's end life up or death exactly yeah. you're not I, I'm not I, I'm not living on the streets looking to find make my first yes, hundred dollars exactly yeah. so I, I kind of knew that I'm going to have a roof over my head I'm going to be able to pay this money back if I just go and do something else why not give it a crack? Mm. Um, and so that kind of took the, I, I guess, the risk away for me was that, and I, th- I think I, I did learn this from like reading um, some kind of, I guess they're like self-help books, yep. I guess, yep. about um, is it the end of the world? Like, is it actually going to kill you? If not, then you can kind of... Where's your book you quoted here? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember the name of the book. I love that because... It, it's just spot on. Like, what is the yeah. worst thing that could possibly happen yeah. to me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm in a bit of debt. Um, but if I don't do this, yeah. and it's something that I love and I'm so passionate about, yeah. if I don't do it in 20, 30 years' time, you know, after I've just chosen the easy option, which is the nine to five, or, you know, which is okay, but later on, you, you could possibly really regret yeah. it. I think t- Tim, F- uh, Tim Ferriss is very big on... Um, have you read the four-hour yeah. work week? I haven't. Oh, I was just going to give you a high five. I was like, we really love that. I haven't. We reference it every week. Yeah, <laughs> I listen to a lot of his stuff and he does a lot of worst-case scenarios. Is it that bad? Yeah. yeah. Um, but And I guess that, that kind of what you were just saying brought me to the point is that I hate it because I worked at Dan Murphy's, I worked at Coles. I hated working for someone knowing that I'm working... From this hour to this hour, doesn't matter how hard I work, I'm getting paid the same amount of money. I, I couldn't stand it. Yeah. I wanted to know that what I was putting in, I was getting out. Um, yeah, okay. And I'd, I much prefer to work to uh, basically, uh, you get what you earn. Um, I, 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 don't, yeah. I, I hate the idea. And even though in here, like uh, with the boys that work for me, it's we have to be for a certain amount of hours. So I guess we kind of have to function that way. But I like to help them kind of, I want to help them create things where it's about what they make and then kind of make their income off that rather than it just being hour by hour. Because mm. I'd, I'd, like it may work for some people, but just for me, I'd, I just don't look like it's mind numbing for me to think of, okay, I have to be from here from eight 
to four, and it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah, if you fuck I, up, you fuck up, and it doesn't affect, affect your wage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I'd rather work really hard for four hours mm. and then kind of walk around playing on my phone yeah. for eight hours. <laughs> do that. Right. So that, that's just how I function, I guess. So one of the cliche questions yeah. is, what what's one of the biggest rewards for this for what you do? Yeah. Um, Definitely seeing the confidence change, as, and I think that comes a lot of the time from when people lose a substantial amount of weight, um, or just become a lot more positive in the way they look. Uh, like it, it's like a swagger change. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how I kind of see it. Is that people just want to they, they talk to more people, they want to go do more things, um, and I I, re- I really love that side of things. Um, I love uh, we we don't get too many young blokes come he- through here. But I do like seeing them come into an environment where there's a lot of like older people and kind of almost like mirror the way that those people act. I, th- I think it's a really good pathway for well, them. What age is that? Sort of uh, so probably we get like 16, 17 okay. um, around that age, but they come in and they see the work ethic of some of the older uh, people in here and they start to kind of mould towards yep. that. And I think it's a really good almost like apprenticeship on kind of how to work hard. Yep. It's a great kind of lesson. Um, and I, I find that just in general with all people is that I like that people learn just in general how to how to work for something. So uh, as I'm going to keep saying, we're discussing yesterday, mm. is that the great thing about fitness and strength training, cardio, whatever it is, is that whatever you put in, you usually see the rewards that are equivalent to your work rate. Um, especially if you're, if you're doing the right thing, like so, we have a lot of systems in here, and so I can show people that if you put in this much effort, you will really see results. Yeah. And I think. Um, it's, it's a great way to kind of instill that in your mind that if you do put in the work, you can get the rewards. Um, mm. And especially from that young age, that makes a big difference. For sure. It sounds like you've surrounded yourself with like some really, really good people. Well, you've obviously been brought up in a really good family. Um, how many siblings do you have? Three siblings. So that yeah. brother... Younger brother, younger sister, older sister. Yeah. Um, and then you've obviously got your mates. You've, you know, you've built yourself a really good community here. Um, how important is it to surround yourself, whether you are starting a business um, or you're starting at a gym, you know, how important is it to surround yourself with good people that are going to keep you on your toes and accountable? Oh, that's everything, I guess. So there, yeah. I think in, in, I think there's kind of two separate parts, like oh, there's the business and then there's the friendship because I think the, the friends uh, help you stress less. Like if you can go away from work and you can go and talk your shit, you can get picked on, you can pick on your mates and you get to talk that crap, that takes the majority of the stress out of your life. I think that's, um, I've, most of my mates I've been friends with for, like Jake and the other twins, we're, since we were nine, we've been best mates. And um, I'll just jump in, Doss, <laughs> just, just a little assignment on that. So Doss, you tell the story. Oh, what do you mean? When like you were just staying legs and you had a couple of coffees yeah, yeah, yeah. about maybe working together and stuff and... I think one of the Ryan boys were with us. Yeah. And you know. So we were pierced out at the time. Yeah. So Doss comes in and he goes, oh yeah, I saw one of the twins today. And I'm like, oh yeah. And, and Jai goes, oh, which one? He goes, uh, I think it was Ryan. <laughs> 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 and they were like, mate, that's their last they name. Should, they should have two first names. Yeah, I know. They're on pole.
like collaborations, I guess. And um, myself and Andrew, obviously, he does all the computer stuff. I do all the programming stuff. Um, having someone there that you know is going to work just as hard as you makes you a lot more accountable. Um, and because one, obviously, you don't want. I'm, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I don't, don't want to let him down. Mm. Um, and it just helps you get a lot more done. Um, the two boys that work here, so Liam and Ben. Um, very much the same. They have very high standards for themselves, which means I've got to have high standards for myself. Um, and so when we kind of, it, it always works. But when you put heads together, you always get a better result than if you try and do things yourself. And for someone that does like to do things themselves, I found that's a bit of a hard transition yeah. for me. Is is allowing uh, more feedback and more advice from other people. But I find every time I do. I get better results. Yeah, so I probably yeah. should, should get better yeah. doing that as well. What about through through COVID? So during the lockdown, I, I personally think business owners probably copped it the hardest out of everybody else in society. So how did you get through that period? Um, I know a lot of gyms had different ways for their members to train if it was over Zoom or, yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. How did you, what was your model here? How yeah. did you get through? Uh, well, it was frustrating. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we decided that no one here wanted to do Zoom classes, so we quickly canned that. And it was actually, speaking of ideas, it was Ben's idea to hire out the equipment. So yeah. I think we were actually one of the very first ones, that, like straight away, before we even, before they even said we'll close down, Ben was like, we need to organise this. So that allows uh, members to come through and... To, if, they, if they kept their um, membership going, they could hire some equipment, so they could yeah. take some stuff that they needed. We, so for the first block, what we did is we wrote individual programs for every single one of the people that took equipment based on whatever they took yeah. um, and tried to keep people as accountable as possible through that. Obviously, at that stage, we thought it was going to be, I think, three weeks, the first stage, and then mm. six weeks, we're okay, we can battle through that. Uh, then we came back and we did outdoor classes, um, and then we got inside for two and a half weeks, which was awesome. We finally got back in here. Yeah. Uh, we do three-week blocks, so it wasn't even a block for us, which is <laughs> a little bit annoying. Jeez. But then the second time, we decided, okay, we'll package the equipment up in specific uh, packages. So, like, a couple of different sizes, individual dumbbells, uh, a kettlebell and a band, things like that. And then we wrote programs based on that. So yeah. it was a bit more like what we do in here. Uh, people did struggle. Um, a lot of people like to have that environment where they're training with their friends. Yeah somewhere away from home. Um, even I think to a, a little bit that uh, kind of accountability of, you're not gonna sit there doing nothing if someone over there is working hard and you're not gonna just sit on your phone and go, oh, that'll do, I've done a few reps, so I'm gonna go, mm. I'm gonna go sit on the couch and watch TV. Mm. Um, so not having that pressure, I think, made it really hard for people as well. Um, I honestly think a lot of our members just stayed on for the love of the gym more so than that's, actually that's very good get, get, getting anything out of like a lot of them brought back the equipment they go oh, I have not touched this <laughs> it was a lot of running and um, we did try and stay connected on the Facebook group and try and post as often as we could but without being annoying yeah. Yeah. and, and being because sometimes like going through something like that where everyone's separate and you're you're saying to people like so a lot of people not working losing their jobs and you're going Make sure you're training five days a week. It doesn't take too much importance, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> significance yeah. when when there's a lot of other stuff going on. But um, yeah, luckily for me, having employee like actual employees, not subcontractors, that so the boys are actually on the books. That helped me get a lot of the government support. So oh, good. Yeah. financially, I wasn't stressed. 
Yeah. But mentally, not being able to come in here and actually do my job annoyed me more than anything else. Um, I think yeah. it annoyed the people around me. Yeah. I was again, <laughs> too yeah. Um, just wanted to go back and, and I, I guess just have, have a bit of purpose. Yeah. And like I was saying before, um, like knowing that I'm working hard is part of what I like to, that's how I like to feel about myself. So through what the six months, I did not feel like I was working hard at all. Mm. You know, it's kind yeah. of, yeah, hardest part. Well, the boys have just uh, paused the podcast open, crack open one of the uh, one of the beers we brought in for, for Chris for being so generous. The fact that we uh, really cooked Cheers, it. Cheers, by the way. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. Not to. Living the life. So, Dale, what's the future hold for you, mate? What, what, do you have plans for legacy, for growth? Do you have a future plan? Do you have a, a um, vision, is the word? Yeah, so um, I don't want to expand physically. So yeah. I, I don't want, I, I want to kind of see, like have the gym here as um, this is where all my friends come. Yeah. This is like the crew here. I love having the people here. And um, as I was saying earlier, I don't want to get too overcrowded. Mm. Uh, so what I want to do is move online um, and basically try and offer as much of the services we have here to people wherever they are. Um, and mostly probably more into Peninsula Melbourne area to start with and then and then see how we go from there. So yeah, we're actually in the process this weekend of for the Clean Five app, we're changing out all the programs and we're really gonna align the programs that we do here onto the app. So that's mm. why I was here filming some more of the exercises yeah. to get on there. Um, and we really wanna try and expand like our training focus. So. Uh, even have like our footy program and stuff yeah. on the app um, and give people that have the app the access to talk to myself or one of our coaches here uh, through the app as well. So uh, that's one one aspect of it. And yeah, we, we just probably want to provide um, some more educational content. I'm, I'm not fully sure on how we want to do that. Like at the moment, I, mm. I do the Instagram videos, uh, but I would like to do something eventually a little bit more uh, in depth. But yeah, we'll kind of see where that, that's kind of like an open book at the moment. Yeah. So we'll make this the last one. And we were just talking about this before, but one thing I'd love to hear you stress is balance. And we already spoke about it briefly, but you know, I know to a lot of the guy, younger guys listening, it's important to have a social life. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of the guys we know are tradies, you know, they're, they're, up, they're up early, they go to work, they might try and get to the gym in the morning, they might try and get in after work, you know, they're going through the Mackage drive-through or, you know, and then on a weekend, they like to have a beer. What what would you kind of say to these guys to finish it off and just to reassure them, like, it's okay to, I guess, live that kind of life, you know, life is hectic. As long as you're training, getting the main stables done, I guess, what can you stress to them? Yeah, so I'm big on 80-20, so, um, and I like to look at things across the year. So if we're looking at uh, 80, 80% of the days of the year, I think it's somewhere around 290, somewhere around, don't quote me on that, yep. somewhere around yeah. there. <laughs> um, if, if we're doing, if we're training, if not even that, if we're training 200 days out of the 365, you're gonna see very good results. Yeah. It does not need to be every single day. So I think when sometimes you, you can get lost when you look at it from a day or a week. Mm. I like to look at it across the year. And, and then the reason I do that is, so I like to go on holiday. I, I like to have a drink on a Saturday. Go to the footy. Go to the footy. Um, and so I'll look at it from the year point of view. Okay, if I can hit 250, 290 days a year where I'm training, I'm eating well, I'm moving forward. Mm. There, there's no way that you're not going to move forward if you're doing that year on year so yeah. I, th I think it's so important not to get caught up in the short term 
um, and try and look at things because we've got these bodies till, till we pass. So, yeah. we, and hopefully for a lot of us, that's a long way down the track. Um, so I don't like to look at things in eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. It's what can we do consistently that can maintain you in a state that you're happy with for as long as you live. Mm. Um, and I think as, as a population, um, that's where we kind of need to move towards is um, to, to help with the obesity levels and things like that as well. Is it's not this nothing or extreme. Try and find what can you do to set a minimum base for what you expect. And then just have periods where you do, where you can kick it up. If you want to look good for a holiday, kick it up for eight weeks, yeah. but make sure you have that base that you can fall back to mm. and you can maintain and through diet and both and, and training as yeah. well. So for any of our listeners now that want to get involved with Legacy or get involved with you, uh, what's the easiest way to do that? How do we check you out online? Yeah, so I'm, I'm big on Instagram. I'm not so big on Facebook or anything anymore. So um, Ludacris Dell, so L-U-D-A-C-I-S. We'll get it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check it on the show notes. Yeah. So that, that's my handle. And then there's Legacy Health and Performance where I'll, I'll put a fair bit of stuff up on there. Um, people can contact me there via email, via the website, which is legacyhp.com.au. But um, I'm always more than happy to have a chat with anyone about fitness, nutrition. I, I, as you can probably tell, yeah. I might talk yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. I won't shut up about it. So um, I, I get people probably ask me questions nearly every day on Instagram. And yeah. it, it's good for me because it makes me think. And mm. it makes me kind of refresh things and, yeah. and almost learn about how I can talk to many different people as well. Yeah. So I find that beneficial on my end as well. Well, mate, we can't thank you enough. Again, apologies <laughs> for yesterday. Uh, enjoy the beers. Um, and we just wish you, you know, the best of luck yeah. with, you know, what's, I guess, coming ahead for you. And um, we'd love to probably even have you back, hopefully, you know, yeah. on the show again. Yeah. We, might, we might get Marshy, we might get yeah. uh, Brian, what's the other twin's name? Uh, you know, but, uh, we might get the whole crew in. I can't have any friends on it because I just had a piss out yeah. of <laughs> I won't be, I'll just be sitting with my head in my yeah. head. Yeah. Oh. No, but mate, no, thanks again and we'll stay in touch. Thanks yeah. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Cheers.